Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Chairsofter Show. I'm Andy, and joining me tonight I have Kevin Pierre, all the way from New York State. How are you, Kev? <laughs> I'm good, and yourself? It's Not actually bad, buddy. it's crazy because everybody does think I'm from New York. I work in New York, but I live in Jersey. But nobody remembers Jersey. Everybody remembers New York. New Jersey. <laughs> okay, let's do that again. Hi, I'm Andy, and joining me tonight, I have Kevin Pierre from New Jersey. <laughs> yes. Hello. How you doing? Not bad, mate. Yourself? You know, living my best life. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, for anyone who doesn't know Kev, he is an author. He's probably one of the most laid-back people I've spoken to <laughs> in Airsoft. <laughs> and he's got some pretty cool videos coming out on YouTube at the moment as well, which we'll sort of go on to in a little while. Yeah. Um, so, what we're planning on doing tonight, for the listeners, Kev, um, you've only been playing Airsoft about... What, eight, uh, ten months now? Yeah, yeah, roughly ten months. So what what I was hoping we can do is sort of pick your brains and delve into that first step to try and help new players to get into the sport and not necessarily think that you have to go out and spend a ton of money on all this kit, because let's be honest, it's quite daunting and very expensive. And <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah. Very expensive, <laughs> and it's like, the crazy thing is, before, like, what got me into Airsoft is, like, I was first looking at paintball videos, because I wanted to take my friends out and go paintballing, and then all of a sudden some Airsoft, Airsoft stuff came up, and I'm like, what is this? And then for, like, two weeks straight, I was watching Airsoft videos on YouTube, and I'm like, okay. I'm definitely going to get into this. What do I need? Yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah, it, it's amazing how many people you speak to and they say they found out about Airsoft through YouTube. Yep. Oh, you can you can tell you're in the States. You can hear the cars going. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. It's the 5-0, Kev, quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, literally, I live in the suburbs and all you hear are cars all the time, like everything. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, for guys out in America, because... Obviously, I can try and cover as much as I can from the UK side, mm -hmm. but obviously you um, obviously know a little bit more about the intimacies of getting hold of this stuff in America as well, so we'll go on to getting hold of it, but um, first off, how daunting was your first game? How did you find it? Um, <clears throat> so, after my first video watching that, uh, I was just like, all right, well, what what's next to me what fields are next to me what can i do i don't want to buy a gun straight off the bat because i think that's dumb i need to see if i actually like the sport before i actually you know invest in it and i called up a couple local places asked them if they do rentals how much they cost and when they're open um um then i actually you know went and played my first game my first video is literally me my first experience video quality is really bad but <laughs> it literally was it, it, the most fun i've ever had i was there maybe like three or four hours before i was like okay yeah i need to get my own eye protective gear gloves chest plate um i really pressed about a gun right now no but like my key essentials was getting something that covered my face because i hated using like the rental the rental face mask you know the paintball mask i can't use it yeah. i couldn't breathe all i all i smelled was plastic and it yeah. got it got really annoying yeah i mean um over here they tend to be sort of the one piece lower plastic face mask as well as the uh mesh sort of goggles attached to them so uh it's interesting you say that you've got the paintball mask. Are they with the uh, Perspex lenses, I take it? Uh, yes, I believe so. Um, the thing, the other thing, you said you guys use mesh goggles. We we don't use those here. <laughs> those yeah, aren't really allowed can, here. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I mean, there's enough sort of questioning over the integrity of the things over in the UK. Certainly uh, today at the time of recording when we were at the uh, Midlands Airsoft Fair, the amount of people you say... You see that they say, "Oh, we don't use mesh anymore because of fragments of BBs, etc., yeah. etc." Okay, yeah, these things are tested to the highest standards that they need to be, but uh, and sometimes exceeding that actually. But at the end of the day, you've only got one set of eyes, which is why I've personally gone for goggles and a lower face mask now. So yep. I'll have a lower mesh and 
the uh, glasses. But I think you guys run from memory from chatting to soup the other a few weeks ago now. Mm. Um, you guys have slightly higher FPS limits as well, don't you? Yes, uh, we uh, mo- most like outdoor fields. They run either 400 FPS or 500. 500 FPS is more for the snipers, but you have a you know minimum engagement distance with that with that weapon. And yeah, the same thing. Eh, sometimes it depends. Sometimes it applies with the AEGs as well for the 400 FPS. So normally I run 0.28s or 0.38, uh, 3.0 grand BBs um, in my Crytek. <clears throat> yeah. But I'm normally doing 390 FPS to 400 with yeah. that. So, I mean, I'm never... I'm always my thing is I'm never aiming for someone's face. I'm always aiming for like their legs or like anything lower than like their chest because you know everybody wears a chest plate and a lot of times they can't feel it. But if they if you shoot them in their legs, they'll feel it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And even even if you make that um the the dreaded bull shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which there was a few videos flying around in the UK a couple of years back of um Marshall's getting shot in the balls in game and stuff, and <laughs> other players as well, and just watching them crease up. So yeah, they knew about it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, so really, we're starting off the list now, aren't we? So mm. face protection—you got to buy, as I say, buy nice or buy twice. But you've only got one set of eyes, guys. From me personally, in the UK, uh, we can go into that. You're the other side of the pond in a minute. Yep. Uh, my advice over here, guys: if you don't want to wear that full face mask as such get a mesh lower gum shield to protect your teeth and get a set of ballistically rated goggles now I personally I've got a pair of the new pro ones in yellow and I've got a pair of the greyish sort of sunglass type bollies which are ballistically rated as well and they've got a platinum platinum coating on them Mm. so um, that actually helps prevent the fogging a little bit obviously there's not really been that much in the way of anti-fog developments as such that i've noticed everywhere has different it's sort of old wives tales isn't yeah. it the anti-fog yeah. <laughs> but um yeah make sure you buy the ballistically rated stuff just because it says it on the box check the glasses as well because over here by law i don't know again about america but by law over here they have to have the standards printed on them from memory mm. Yeah, I haven't I haven't really checked into that. I, I'm I'm just more so. I wear glasses as well, so like finding goggles that fit my glasses might have taken me a little bit. Um, because my thing is, everybody, most people that wear glasses, sometimes they have contacts or they have those um those inserts, and I I don't feel comfortable with, with either one. So I mean, I went to my local shop and talked to a couple of guys that actually play, and they gave me goggles. Um, they suggested goggles to me and they told me like, you know, you might have to cut a little bit of the the foam off just so your goggles, your glasses sit right in there. But no BBs can get in there once you have like that set. But for everybody, it's kind of each their, to each their own. But yeah. it's all about face protection. Protect your yeah. face. <laughs> yeah. So to summarize this part of it, make sure it's comfortable. It yep. fits. And it's protecting your face as best possible. Obviously, some people don't like running the lower mesh over here, uh, especially sort of on the Milsim side of things for the look as such. It's all about the Uh, look. Yeah, get a gum shield. (laughs) If if, if you want to protect your teeth, get a gum shield. Otherwise, I mean, as they say, you're doing it at your own risk anyway over here. I've um, I've seen people get their teeth shot out. Even at this last Milsim I went to, uh, people got shot right in their face, and they they weren't wearing anything. You see, like a big bulge or a crack in their teeth. Uh, yeah, that can't be me. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, it's, it's expensive dentist bills as well. <laughs> at the end of the it day. really is. Um, you saying about the glasses though? There is a couple of places over here. Uh, I don't know about over in America again, but there are places in the UK, guys. If you wear glasses that will make prescription inserts for goggles. So you can wear like normal goggles and they've got these inserts inside them to your prescription. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Again, uh, you've also got the um, sort of the dye masks, the I-5s, things like that. Uh, They're not too expensive from memory. Uh, 
So, yeah, there are options available. And, I mean, it's, it's all about affordability as well. So make sure your face is covered, but you don't have to spend an absolute fortune on it. Agreed. Okay, I mean, so, at, the, at, the, at the same time, you want quality protecting your face and nothing cheap. So yeah. I would suggest, like, if it's your first time, go into your local Airsoft store and figure it out. See what fits your face. See what you like. Even as, like, I got a helmet as well because I'm not a person that wears, like, a you know, a sports cap or nothing. <laughs> I'd prefer to have my top of my head protected as well. Um, it's better to go in the store and actually try things on, ask questions, ask a million questions because it's going to be a big purchase for you and you want something quality, nothing cheap from online vendors sometimes. Yeah, or the local market. Oh, yeah, or the local local market. You don't want anything that you have to, you try it on and you have to send it right back because it doesn't fit you. Go there and ask questions and try things on. Yeah, definitely. As, as Kev says, ask your retailers. They are the guys in the know. Yep. And... Certainly over in the UK, a lot of them run sites as well. So they want to look after you because you're their custom for both the sites and at the shop at the end of the day. I think we've sort of covered the face protection side of it there. Obviously, it's important. Um, What should we do next? Clothing? Um, Yeah, I mean, sometimes as far as clothing goes, if if you're not playing a milsim, you could just throw some jeans on. I mean, I throw jeans on and um a, a condor top on yeah. um i mean nothing too crazy uh you can get some knee pads or you can wear something you can grab you know some something but it's you got to yeah. be comfortable comfortable exactly i mean one one thing that i I've quite wrongly in my opinion uh, is uh, stereotyped with newer players mm is the throw on a pair of tracky bottoms and a hoodie and go and play. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, they're just starting out. They're seeing if they're into airsoft yeah. in the first place. So, um, yeah, if they're comfortable, let them be. In yeah. fact, one day I might actually dress like that for a game and then turn up with more, and then they'll be like, oh, here we go again, and then I'll put yeah. up a 416 Delta. <laughs> Sorry, my dev grew uh, Delta. I mean, at the same time, additionally, you need ankle support. So yeah, buy buy decent boots, guys. Yeah, ankle so, support is key. Like my first game, I ran with like <laughs> I ran with sneakers. So it's yeah. like every time I was turning a corner, I like I could feel the pain. Yeah, I could exactly. feel it, and I was like, yeah, no, thank you. That's yeah, something else I purchased. Um, I mean, you can pick the boots up. I, I found a pair on Amazon for about thirty pounds. I think it was. And they lasted me about a year, a year and a half, and that was sort of playing at least every other weekend. Mm. So they, you, you can get them cheap. Now I'm running a pair of Magnums, but I managed to pick them up for about £60 rather than the usual 120 I think they can go for, some of them. Yeah. So uh, you can get decent footwear relatively cheap as well. Um, mm. Obviously, it wants to be comfortable, so make sure you wear them in as well before you go out and play with them. Yeah, I mean, even with mine, like I still I put like um, insoles in them, just yeah. so just so they're super comfortable. Because uh, after a while of standing and walking, you'll feel it. You'll yeah. feel all the pain after a while. Yeah, another thing I do as well to protect my feet, even in the summer months, is um, is I, I wear two pairs of socks. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I have a thick pair on the outside and a thin pair on the inside. Okay, and and just um. I'd, I'd run two pairs of socks just to try and prevent the blistering yeah and that because obviously if you're out on long events as well or big sites where you're doing a lot of walking around yeah. you get blisters quite easily uh, and you've got to look after your feet as well because if they go down that's your game day over yeah I, I agree I mean that's that's essential yeah as for the uh, clothing side uh, there's a lot of surplus stores around both sides of the pond. So if you want to go for the camouflage look for your first game, you can get a set relatively cheap. I've still yep. got my uh, Combat Soldier 95s in the, which is the old <laughs> British camouflage, the green stuff, before mm. they went to this MTP. And um, I've had them for, oh, God knows how many years now. They're actually getting big on me, which is scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it means I'm actually losing some rather than putting it on. And <laughs> Um it's too much airsoft. <laughs> nah, yeah, I mean, airsoft is a great workout, and uh, I mean, I love it. I mean, the first the first pair I got were some some woodland, 
Yeah. Um, I, I believe they were like Emerson. No, they were Emerson. Condors. Oh, no, Condors, con- yeah. Condors. And people are like, oh, where'd you get that from? I love that color. I'm like, I mean, Amazon. <laughs> Amazon yeah. has everything. Yeah. Uh, failing that, you've got companies such as Viper and Combat UK over here who make some very good kit for the price of it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's relatively cheap, but it's... I mean, Viper used to be sort of like the Skoda over in the UK, from what I understand of the history of them. Um because Skoda used to be like the joke in the car industry, Viper used to be. Apparently, the stitching wasn't great, but recent years, since mm. I've had some, especially definitely, I've noticed that it's it's lasts. It lasts. I mean, I had a Spec Ops chest rig, the really lightweight one. It's got four mag pouches, two grenade pouches, admin pouch, radio, and three pistol mag pouches, and that's it. And it's nice and lightweight. It's it costs thirty pounds or thirty five pounds, and the I only had to replace it because the buckles got shot out at close range. The plastic just shattered. Oh wow! But other than that, I mean, the stitching holds. It's cheap. Uh, the plate carriers aren't too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Viper and New Prol as well now uh, with the uh, PMC range as well. They're I've heard good things about those. I know. I know. Newprol is bigger in the U- UK, Europe area, yeah. versus in you know the US. All we get yeah. from Newprol is like gas. Yeah, the green <laughs> gas. <laughs> yeah, that literally. That's it. Um, um, whether or not that will change now, they're working with G and G and the likes a lot more. Who yeah, knows? I mean, I saw that, um, but yeah, who knows? But I mean, the, the clothing side of it. Uh, buy something that's comfortable with you. Uh, if you're going to buy a plate carrier, uh, don't go out and buy a million pouches to chuck on the front of it. <laughs> I agree. Um, I think it's the. It, also, it's dependent on if you play indoors or outdoors because indoors yeah. you don't want too many things like holding you back. But at the same time, it's like, all right, do I need this many mags indoors where the game may last 15 minutes? Whereas if you go outdoors, the game may, may last 45 minutes to an hour, maybe longer, and you may need more mags or something. Yeah. So it's just very dependent on where you play at. Yeah, and um, the other thing as well, because the UK is so variant in its temperature, probably, probably I think much like where you're whereabouts you are from in the states as well actually Kev I think we've got pretty similar climates as yeah, such so um, right, yeah right now it's 50 degrees yeah I mean today in degree C was 8 which I don't know how that equates to Fahrenheit and I don't know how 50 equates back in <laughs> oh yeah yeah I, I forget about that uh, it was you need to wear it a light jacket. Yeah, uh, it, I mean, we, you needed a coat today <laughs> in the jail. It was. Uh, I think. I think. I got back in the car at the end of the day, and I got a five. Looking at me. Um, but yeah, you've got to think about the weather as well. Obviously, if it is really warm, like it can get in the UK. I mean, so, oh Christ, we've played games before, and people have been falling over from dehydration left, right, and centre. And yeah, and that's that's the other thing you need to, to stay liquefied you need yeah. you need your water <laughs> yeah it's um i mean you've got you've got the you've got to think about that with your kit choice mm-hmm. um so if it is hot outside and you have a chest rig maybe run that rather than the plate carrier because yeah. okay yeah you're possibly losing some of the look but hey go for a pmc loadout and just make it a lightweight loadout or just just wear a shirt or something you know um just you've got to think about what the temperature is and how your body will react to it. So it's knowing your limitations as well. And okay. like Kev said, water. If you've got a plate carrier, um, a lot of things, a lot of people I know nowadays are putting little backpacks on the back with Molly yep. and then running a hydration pouch through so they can keep looking after themselves. Yeah, I mean, the first time like that. I mean, I didn't stay hydrated. I mean, I I even made a video of it. Like, I, I was playing outdoors. I I was playing for a couple hours, and my legs started to cramp up. I thought I I, I felt like I was dying. I didn't know what was going on, and I just laid there and I was like, okay, I didn't drink enough water. That's what it was. And I had my hydration pack. But you know, when you're playing all day, you kind of forget 
to, yeah. to do certain things. So it's like I, I started getting a, in a better habit of, you know, let me drink some water right now. Let me drink some more water and doing that. Yeah. It's um it's certainly a lesson that I've learned the hard way as well, not just through Airsoft, but during my time with the cadet forces uh, as an adult member of staff, like we used to run all sorts of different activities in the camps and we were saying we make sure the cadets are hydrated, but we are so worried about looking after these kids aged 13 to 20 that are under our care that we tended to forget about ourselves. Yeah. So, Always. Always look out for numero uno when it comes to water, but keep an eye on the guys around you as well because if they start flagging, try and get them to take some water on or if they need to, get them out of the game and get someone to help them if it gets really bad, if they yeah. deteriorate quite quickly. So that's, that sort of incorporates into the uh, clothing and kit side of it, doesn't it? Yeah, I agree. Speaking of which, I was hydrating then. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's... What else did we gloves? I feel like some people wear gloves, some people don't. Um, I know some people that wear gloves with the um, what is it? The um, the impact on yeah. the, on them, the, yeah, the knuckle yeah. protection. I mean, I wear those too because my I, in in CQB I get shot in my hands a lot. Yeah, and it's like it hurts really bad and it turns red and like my hand gets numb. Yeah, so you know the... about that one. <laughs> the thing that always makes me laugh though is you've got the three lower fingers as you're holding on your pistol grip and yeah. protected. They always get your trigger finger <laughs> every fucking time. Yeah, it's, it's always my trigger finger and I'm like, uh, maybe I should just not cut it out and just leave it as is. And when I do leave it as is, I don't get hit at all. But when I do take it, expose it, I get shot there every time. Same spot. Yeah, 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 it's always the way, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm just making the list as well as we go, so I know what we've covered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we've so far we've done the face pro and the clothing side of it. Uh, I don't really think there's much more to add to the clothing side of it. Just obviously make sure you're comfortable. Um, think about the weather. If you can load out light, yeah. load out light. I've seen guys running around in games in shorts and t-shirts before. Oh yeah, no, I can't do that. that warm. <laughs> can't I can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather well, I shouldn't, my, but I, I, I might do this year. I'd rather my skin not be as exposed at all. Yeah, I mean, in an outdoor environment, it isn't as bad. Mm-hmm. But obviously, when you're in a CQB environment, it all welts up rather yeah. quickly because yep. it's so close. Whereas you tend to get hit over the longer distances. It's not as bad. Yeah. Uh, the other thing with clothing as well, guys, um, you've got to think about the sport you're playing as well at the end of the day um if you one thing i'd actually maybe try out is testing my kit before i go out with it yeah i don't know what you think of that no i so if if you've got a big plate carrier with lots of pouches on you want to load it up like you're in game and then go out and get someone to shoot you in in your got in a controlled environment because then if you can't feel your hits and the marshals ask you to remove the clothing, and you're going, "Why? I'm not cheating." Blah blah blah. But they might have a reason. I've seen it done a couple of times actually over here. Some people have been asked to take rigs off because they weren't calling the hits because uh, they were, they couldn't feel them. Feel they were too yeah. thick. I mean, and, it it happens though. Like, I mean, my thing is, you don't want to load up too much, and those are the guys that load up everything. And yeah, the, they're probably the ones that have the real bloody ballistic plates in their plate yeah. carriers and stuff sometimes i don't even put the the plate the plastic plate in there yeah um, sometimes i just leave it out because i can actually feel my hits yeah exactly it's at the end of the day it's a sport of honor yeah and um yeah that's it uh next thing so we've done face pro we've done clothing uh we'd probably better move on to guns hadn't we oh yeah guns uh <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll start off um with the uh, primaries, because that's probably going to be everyone's first purchase is going to be the rifle. Yep. Now, don't be tempted by the big price tags. Um, I mean, I've seen it in a lot of groups over here, whether or not they're trolling or not. Yeah. Who knows? They probably are, but they go buy TM Recall. Now, you're new to the sport. The last thing you want to do is go out and drop £550 on a TM recoil rifle if you're going to get fed up with it after a yeah. few weeks. 
Um, now, I don't know about buying them in the US. In the UK, uh, you need a defence to buy a realistic imitation firearm, as it's known, which is black or tan, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the proper looking ones. So you've got to you've got to have your three games in, and it's over. 50 odd days I think it's about two months mm-hmm. and um, you've got to get those games in at registered sites and then go off get your car done through your retailer before you can buy the realistic stuff yeah you this can, seems stressful yeah you can get two toned guns which I've noticed a lot of retailers nowadays have actually said like yeah once you've got your car in, bring it back and we'll uh, sort it out for you kind of thing and make it look right again which is good, I find. It's, um, it certainly keeps people interested, but yeah, we've got to go through all that hassle first to get it. Yeah, we we don't have we don't have to do any of that. <laughs> yeah. You can you can be twelve and own a own a gun. Yeah, yeah, um, I, it don't, it, yeah. I suppose it's a lot looser there because you've got real guns everywhere, haven't yeah, you? Basically, literally. Whereas everywhere. we don't have that issue in the UK now that mm. it's banned. I mean, the only ones that are out on the streets are illegally obtained anyway, so... Gotcha. Um, and, um, uh, I mean, as far as, like, a first gun, rent until you feel comfortable, and yeah. then talk to people at the site. Ask them, hey, what gun are you using? Why yeah. do you, Why are you using this? What, yeah, what, what do you suggest as a first gun? I mean, you got to get people that actually play, get their feedback, let... See if they can let you hold their gun or play with it one round and see if you like how it feels and how it runs. Don't just go out there and be like, okay, somebody said I should buy this gun. I'm going to go buy it. And then hate it. Hate it forever because it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, you've got... um, I'm glad you mentioned the rentals, actually, because rental guns are the unsung heroes of the airsoft world. (laughs) They are. Those things go to hell and back, and they still work. I, the, the people who look after them must be miracle workers, because the state of some of the rental guns I've seen in the past leaves a lot to be desired. But yeah, it, like like Kev says, you go to, go rent before you buy it. Rent. I mean, rent, even if you yeah. don't get your car in the UK at first, and you need to get a two-tone one anyway, because you try different sites rather than going to the same one. Um. You, yeah, go rent, and as Kev says, ask players. Decent players will go. Oh yeah, you look. You're looking at this. Uh, have, have a go. Like I've certainly done it with my TM recall for players. Okay, yeah, they're not brand new, but I'm just like, you could own this one day, but don't go out and get it at first. And I've given them that. Yeah. I mean, brands I'm thinking of at the moment for beginner rifles. You've got the new Pro range in the UK, as you said, it's not as big over there. Mm-hmm. You've got the likes of Valken, who seem to be going on in leaps and bounds at the moment with their products. A lot of people over here didn't like them. Mm-hmm. I've noticed a lot of opinions changing mine included after IWA. Um, you've also got the G&G Combat Machines. They're great starter rifles. I actually owned a Combat Machine for... A year and a half, two years, and it ran flawlessly. The only reason I got rid of it, I needed the extra cash to pay for my 416. Yeah. My TM416. But I'd been playing for a couple of years before I got rid of it. Yeah. So, you know, it's... um, Yeah, it's it's, it's doable. Um, yeah. And they are great guns. The, the G&G range, I can speak from experience. I've heard great things about the new Pro. I've heard good things about the Valken as well. I mean, so over here, um, a lot of a lot of the starter guns people go with are either G and G, Elite Force, Lancer Tactical, or Valken. Those are, I would say, the the four main ones that people go for, um, just because you know because of the price point, and I mean it's your starter gun. You don't want to spend that much if you're not a hundred percent invested in the sport. Um, a lot of times, you know, people play once a month or once every other month, so they'll buy something just so they don't have to rent. Yeah. Um, yeah but me, I, I went the opposite direction because I was using, I was literally using a rental for like, I want to say two, three months. Yeah. Before I actually was like, okay, 
I'm gonna buy this. Which yeah, exactly. was a, <laughs> which was a Crytek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I dropped yes, I dropped four hundred dollars on a Crytek. Because my thing is I'm not a tech person and people are just like, Hey, go buy this and just tech it up and buy the parts. I'm like But I played with a Crytek. A couple people let me use their Crytechs and I played with it and I loved it. Straight out yeah. of the box. It's amazing. That's why I liked it. Even I mean G and G's Elite Force, those those guns straight out of the box are great, but the Crytek was good for me playing outdoors and not having to do any modifications to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like, like you say, you can go out and buy expensive at first if you yeah. invested in the sport. If you've done your research do as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I went out and dropped three hundred pounds. I got it for mm. on an LCT AK, which. <laughs> Yeah, LCT are one of the best manufacturers of the AK rifles out there. But, I again, I'd researched it, I'd looked into the company, sort of got a few opinions on what people thought of the LCTs as a brand and mm-hmm. as guns, and, yeah, I, I, I made that investment. But I actually bought the G&G Combat Machine as the second gun, and I ended up running that more than the AK. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they are great little starter guns definitely yeah. I, I'll describe them as starter guns because you, you look at the sort of the uh, the cheaper end of the market yep they are ideal for people just starting out in airsoft I mean yeah I mean I, I wouldn't sit there and drop if you're not sure um, I think you should you know do your research you know look at YouTube reviews because there's someone always doing a review on a particular gun that you can find it really quick and see get their opinions um, see what other people are talking about because if you look at the video and then read the comments people will always put either a negative uh, a positive response in anybody's YouTube comments just based off of a gun if they had experience with it or not yeah exactly and um, yeah it's, it's finding out from the community as a whole what you think of it um, so rifles we've covered uh, secondaries so your sidearms. Um, now, really and truthfully, mm-hmm. it's entirely up to what you want here, isn't it? The price yeah. ranges aren't too different from each other. I agree. Uh, now, personally, I went TM for my first uh, pistol, and I'm finally retiring it after about four and a half years. <laughs> Because that thing's been to hell and back, and I don't want it just to literally die on me one day. I love that thing. It's um, there's a site in the UK, Kev. It's it's called the Mall. It's an old shopping centre uh-huh. in uh in the centre of Reading town, and um, you've got a couple of floors. There's a big concourse area in the middle with all the shops coming off of it and all that. And I was getting kills across that thing with a <laughs> pistol, man. I mean, but, I mean uh, depending on the pistol, like it, it kind of evens out to some AEG sometimes. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. The TMs obviously they've got the magical pixie dust <laughs> built into them. So, but even I mean, a lot WE have had a bad reputation over the last few years. Yeah, but I own a WE Makarov and I've never had an issue with it. The only thing that's gone wrong with it is mag seals, but mag seals go all the time. I mean, time that's anyway. that's all. That's all guns. Yeah, exactly. That's all gas guns. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna have the seals go at some point on a mag. Yeah, I agree. Um, now, it really and truthfully, it's all down to what you want to put in your budget, um, what you want to budget for. Now, my TM when it came out was about 120, I believe, 130. Yeah, that's standard um, for some pistols too. Yeah. Now, obviously, you do have the uh, cheaper end of the market. I mean, I've heard good things about the new Pro Raven range over here. I have heard about that. Yeah. Um, in fact, Graham owns one. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, um, he's, got, he's got the 1911. Yeah, I mean, and, that's the 1911 is... I mean, I have an Elite Force 1911. That's my, yeah. my first actual purchase of a pistol. Yeah. My first gun in general was a EMG Sailing Arms... Uh, 2011 pistol and I won that off of a mystery box that's a $180 pistol it's a high capo yeah. great gun shoots 
perfect, but it was like, you know, it's heavy. It's full metal. That thing's yeah. heavy. Um, whereas the Elite Force, it's easy for me to maneuver with, um, and it's very reliable. I love that yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, the, the Tokyo Maruis are plastic guns, mm. and people mock it. You, all you've got to remember is you run the sort of lower-powered gas in them. Yeah. And look after it, clean it. And, I mean, mine's literally fallen in mud and it had to get stripped down completely and every single component cleaned and it still works. Um, it's fallen out the holster a few times. It's scratched up. It's got loads of knocks in it. Mm. Uh, the top slide's wobbly and it's still working. Um, but, yeah, this the pistols thing, and I suppose the rifles thing, it links back into clothing as well because you've got to find ways to hold these things as well. Yeah. Now... I've seen sites where people just leave rifles at the side because they don't have a sling for it and then they run off with a pistol. But really and truthfully, I personally swear by a sling. Uh, for yeah, I like, rifle. I like my sling. Yeah. You just, gotta get, you just gotta get used to it. That's the thing. Yeah, you gotta find you that got, right sling for your gun and that fits yeah. your, your how you move. And, and that, adjust and it, it to yourself so yep. it's at the correct height and it's not too tense on you when you're going up into the aim. Um, it's not going to dig into the ground when you need to drop it. And that goes back to going back to your local shop and looking at their sling se- section and trying each sling, seeing if yeah. it works properly or exactly. asking them to help you. I mean, I'm I'm still new and I always ask for help and I tell people I suck. I don't know Airsoft. I don't know <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and even when I post my videos, I know nothing. Yeah. Oh, if I made a mistake, please correct me. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for providing me that insight. I love feedback. Yeah, it's the only way to get better. Yeah, it is, and um, it's. I mean, at the end of the day, we're a community. We need to be helping each other, which is why we're doing this episode tonight. Yeah. Uh, but the slings, yeah, you've got single point, you've got dual point, you've got triple point. You need to think about again, ask for advice. Think about the type of rifle you're running. Uh, like personally, with my AK, I've got a two point sling with a mm. buckle on it, so I can just unclip it, go up into the aim, clip it back in when I need to use my hands for. A, whatever in game uh, like defusing an objective or in a mill sim for example um, getting carrying out tasks like maybe sort of writing stuff up on a board or whatever as well if you need to Yeah, uh, I'm thinking big picture here uh, yeah you got to think about what it is and then obviously for your sidearm buy a holster yeah definitely now there's multiple ways of holding these um, you, you've got the plate carrier mounted ones I've seen uh, you've got fabricy adjustable ones that are meant to be universal. I've not personally owned one. Um, I believe. Did you have a universal holster? Yeah, thing? I have a, I have a, I have a universal holster. It do, I can't like, you know, I can't put like a tactical light on it, but it's a universal holster. So it, it holds my Hyatt Kappa, and it also holds my 1911, and then it also holds my CZP09. So it pretty holds, pretty much holds a lot of different pistols in it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, personally, I've got. I mean, I brought a Russian military surplus holster. It's leather for my Makarov. Um, I can't put the suppressor on it, but it That's... holds the Makarov perfectly. <laughs> uh, it's a lovely little holster. It's it's a little bit scratched up and battered now, but these things happen, especially when you're playing airsoft. Uh, yeah, I mean, my, yeah. That, that happens after a while, like, you know, you're playing with it intensely, I mean, and you find it comfortable, so that's the thing that you, you switch off of one plate carrier, put on another plate carrier, or your yeah. or your belt, and then you're comfortable with it, that's it. Yeah, and for my TM, I've got a retention holster from Phobus, so, okay. I mean, you know it's going to be good because it's Israeli made, so you know that it's going to hold well. Um, I've actually just started running a drop leg with it as well now. I used to have it ma- belt mounted for ages. Uh-huh. But again, it's finding what's comfortable to you. If you like it belt mounted, mount it on your belt. If you want a drop leg, get a drop leg and just adjust that to yourself perfectly. Where, um, ha- have you run a, a tracer unit yet? No, I haven't. Okay. You're not cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm not up there with the cool kids. <laughs> Sorry, Kev, I'm not famous like you, mate. <laughs> uh, not, not famous. I'm just a regular person, you know, living my life. Just a you, random guy. Yeah, just a random guy. That's it. <laughs> But um, yeah, uh, obviously, yeah. If we're, we're sort of back, still on the guns here. We've, we've sort of gone back to rifles with the tracer units as well. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, don't 
as a beginner, just, you know, make sure you have your protective gear first. Figure that out. Make sure you protect your yeah. face. Make sure rent guns. Yeah, rent guns for a little bit until you figure out what you want. And then at the end of everything, you can figure out what additional accessories you want to add on. Whether it's a vertical vertical grip, specific mags, um, you know, um, you know, tracer unit, different different BBs, um, what what else? Scopes. Things of that nature, red dots, all that. Yeah. Just, but first, first focus on protection. Right, yeah. yeah, protection, making sure you're comfortable, your gear, that stuff first before anything else. Yeah. You're saying about the accessories, actually, that's a good point because we were going to come on to that in a minute. I was just getting the guns bit out of the way because <laughs> one thing I'd say, get used to your guns before you start adding stuff onto them and getting the yep. look right. Yep. So you know that you're happy with them, you know how they work, you can deal with any issues. If you're going gas blowback eventually as well, you want to make sure you know how to strip the thing and clean it and maintain it. Um, so, yeah, you've got to think of all, a million and one things with regards to your guns. Um, like we said, don't go expensive right from the offset if you don't, unless you're comfortable doing so and you're happy with what you're going to buy and you know exactly what you want from it and you've used one before. Um, and yeah, just have fun with them and make sure you look after them. Uh, which brings us nicely, we, we've gone nicely onto the accessories. So obviously we've spoken about tracer units, the sights. Um, you don't need to go expensive again. You've got no, some you pretty don't. good repros out there. You, and, get uh, some, you get some poor repros. Yeah. Um, a lot of times people, you know, just go for the looks for with accessories. Because like I have a mock suppressor that's just there to make my gun look pretty. Um, yeah. But then I also have a tracer unit, which I, shoots like a laser and makes everything look cool. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's really all about what you're looking for. Yeah, exactly. It's getting what you want out of it. Um, with regards to the sights, it's better to have a functional one. Uh, if you know what you're doing, you can zero them into your gun. So, you know, the minute you look down that sight, it's going to go where you want. Yep. Uh, sometimes you get away with it. I actually got away with it on my TM in a minute. I put that sight on it. It went it's, straight where I pointed it. That's that's awesome. So, uh, but yeah, you've got to look after it. Um, torches. If you're going to play a lot of CQB, they like throwing their dark areas into it. So you want to get a torch. Yeah. Don't necessarily need to go for one of the PQ boxes with the torch and the laser. Yeah, you don't necessarily need that. Um, I mean, I don't even have one of those. I just, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have one of those. Like the my last milsim, I picked up uh, from PTS. They have a universal. Um, I, wow, that's crazy. I can't remember this. It's a universal. Crap, I can't remember this. It's a, it, something that you put together. Like you can put your light in on it. You can put um, your iron sights on it. It comes with iron sights. It's a very, it's a unity mount. Sorry. There it is, universal unit. It's called like a unity mount, and um, it's very. It's like forty dollars, but you can do a lot of things to the front of your gun, or put attachments to the side, like your light, um, your iron sights, um, anything else you want to put on there. But um, it's kind of. It's all about when it comes to these accessories. It's all about doing your research and seeing what you actually need versus oh, what looks nice. Yeah, exactly. You know, you want to you want to make sure it's practical and it's functional as well. Yeah. Um, with your sights, I'd say get a protector. Um, yeah, a lot of times, you saw, I know a guy. He brought a uh, he brought a Eotech. Oh wow! It was a replica one, but mm -hmm. um, he ran it. He ran out for the first game, and it got shot out the first game he used it. Wow! So you got to get these lens protectors before you start putting them on your gun and running them in game. Just you don't want to run that risk. Um, yeah, I, mean, I agree. The, you've got uh, Vortex Optics over here, where they actually offer, I, I believe it's a lifetime guarantee on the product, and mm. like even if your lens gets shot out, shot out, they'll replace it as standard kind of thing. So, but they're they're a little bit more upmarket, so you don't necessarily want to go for that at first. But, yeah, it's something to work towards, but not go straight into. Um, but yeah, think about the functionality and the practicality of what you're putting onto your gun. Um, yeah, definitely. 
Uh, anything else, Kev? Um, I think that's about it. Yeah. Right. The next one we're going to move on to Pyro. <laughs> pyro. Uh, <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk about that because there's obviously, well, it's not just Pyro, it's grenades in general um, yeah. with regards to it. Now, in the UK, definitely. Again, Kev, you can fill in the blanks on the US on this, but yeah. sites over here say over 18s only for all pyrotechnic devices. I believe that goes for all grenades as well. Um, I've never seen a site that lets an under 18 throw a grenade mm. over here. Um, but yeah, uh, what's it like over your I side mean, of the pond? Again, it's, uh, from the sites I've been to, kind of don't care. As long as uh, you're you're playing in a safe place, like you know where they actually sell the pyro, you gotta ask. Like indoor sites versus outdoor sites, it it's de- very dependent on what type of things you can use. Like um, the EG sixty sevens, you can use those outdoor, but not really indoor. Um, you can use the um, airsoft innovations. What are they called? The burst. Indoor yeah. sometimes it depends. It's very dependent. Some sites allow it, some sites don't. Yeah, the, the, I mean the issue with that as well, they've got to think about the noise levels that these things Correct. are producing. So, because um, like, in fact, that sort of goes back onto clothing and that again and protective <laughs> gear. Yeah, I run um, MSA Swordings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got I've got a push to talk set that plugs into the back. I haven't got the six hundred pound ones that are the full boom mic and everything like. You see in uh, Wildlands and all that. Yeah. But I run Ear Pro. A lot of people don't. So uh, the sites, I mean, I've, there's a site I'm playing at later in the year, and we asked about the pyro rules, and he goes, Yeah, fill your boots, whatever you want. So I'm getting Mark 9 Thunder Flashes, 12 <laughs> gauges. I'm, I'm going all out. Um, I mean, some sites require ear protection, others don't. I mean, yeah. It's very, very dependent. you got to contact the site and figure it out. Yeah, uh, I, in fact, the mall again, they actually sell pairs of earplugs mm. if you if you wish to use them because it does get quite loud in there, uh, regardless of the fact that they're limited to nine mil blanks or Mark Five Thunder Flashes only or thermos. Um, in fact, <laughs> it was quite amusing. We had one game where um, I threw a thermobaric down a staircase there. Mm. It landed at the bottom, and this thing went. Boom! Like <laughs> I, I wondered whether I'd picked up a Mark Nine by mistake. It was that loud. <laughs> Guy comes up the stairs, pissing himself, laughing, and goes to me, "Dude, isn't that basically what the RAF's been dropping on Syria recently?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, the thing about like grenades in general, you have to know how to throw them. There's a, <laughs> I mean, I, my last video, I threw one and I team killed someone. I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was throwing it at the right. You know how you aim for something, you yeah. want to throw it there, but it goes in a completely different direction. Yeah. It hit the wall, bounced right down, and I was like, "Oh fuck, he's dead." Yeah, you still go, <laughs> go to throw it in front of you, and it ends up behind you to the left. <laughs> yeah, always. Um, but yeah, I mean, with regards to the grenades, you've got well, you've got really you've got three types. You've got the gas ones, which are, for example, the avatars. You've got the ASG storms. Uh, again, you've got the um, Airsoft Innovations ones as well. Yeah. Um, you've got then got your cardboard throwaway stuff. So you've got your bangs. Uh, you've got your smokes as well, which are disposable one use only. Um, which you get varying degrees of them. Uh, it's again sight rules depend, and with regards to the smokes, find something that suits you. Yeah. Um, and you've got your BFGs as well, your blank firing grenades we have over here. Um, yeah, we can you, we can kind of use those. Yeah. It depends, um, Yeah, it's, I mean, for when I play CQB, they're ideal, because if, if you're going up, up to a room, I can crack out the Tremor, the TRMR, or yep. my Oshi Boom, my impact ones, and I can just run up to a door, post it in, um, and then run in the room after it. Uh, obviously the cardboard stuff you can chuck to your heart's content um, and then like with the uh, BFGs as well I've got the timed ones as well, I've got mm. two Dynatex oh, okay. uh, so if you need that extra bit of distance you can just roll these things along and you've got about four second time on my one so I can roll it 
up to a couple of barricades and hopefully it goes off behind them unless I get completely cack-handed and do it completely wrong. Gotcha. Uh, but, yeah, it's, again, finding... If you, if you want to drop the money into the BFGs, do it. If you want to go for gas rather than a pyrotechnic-based one, do that instead. They're very reasonably priced for what they are. Um in both cases actually if you just want to go for something that you're just going to use once and forget about it just go for the cardboard stuff you yeah. can get really good deals on bulk buys of that as well so uh, TLS FX and Enola Gay tend to be the go-to manufacturers but there are other companies out there making these things now um, so yeah it's using what you want and then you move on to the Moscarts as well I mean yeah I mean um, I like the Enola Gay stuff I mean Pretty pricey though. Yeah, <laughs> pretty I mean, TLSFX is a another pretty pricey product. Uh, for the smokes, uh, there are companies that do them for a lot cheaper. Yeah. So, and some cases they're actually slightly better. Yeah. With uh, the output. Yep, they're the they're small. Some of them are smaller and cheaper, but the output is a lot better than the no yeah. day ones that I've noticed. It's a lot denser. Um. You've also got Moscarts as well, a lot of people go for. Um, one thing that seems to have caused a lot of issues <laughs> and seems to be getting banned from sites left, right and centre already is the uh, 40 mics. Oh yeah, those new uh, the special... Nah, I, w- I wouldn't use that. I feel like that would hurt someone. Right. <laughs> just, I mean, had... just out of courtesy, I just wouldn't shoot somebody with that. This is where... I've actually been having a think on this and this is a fatal thing for me to do but the way they advertised it the video was very good for getting our attention at IWA Yep, wasn't necessarily the best move they could have made to release that to the public <laughs> that video because you look you, th- you look at the video and the facts they give you yes it's 150 BBs at 240 FPS I believe mm-hmm. it was and it's like a laser beam but yeah. if you use that in an outdoor site at distance you've got a 10 foot spread at 100 feet that I believe is more what it's purpose was for which makes more sense to me you know if you can get that spread on those BBs at 100 feet yeah, then that's potentially a game changer you just launch it at the enemy team uh, you've got 150 BBs heading their way. You're going to get a couple of kills in the, in that 10 foot spread. Yeah. So, yes, it was. I like the principle behind it. I don't necessarily think it's been marketed so far in the best way. I can understand CQB sites banning them. Again, it's going to be down to the individual user user's responsibility. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that over the next few months. But you've still got the old school Moscarts that just launch a shower of BBs, mm. which a lot of people still swear by. So, yeah, grenades, smokes, there's multiple options. Um, starting out, if you want to use them, maybe go for some of the cardboard stuff, the chuck away stuff, before you start dropping money into impact grenades and time grenades. And you've also got to think about your environment. Again, it's much easier to. Yeah, get the things back and retrieve them in a CQB site than it is in a woodland site. I I agree with you on that. Um, I think it. Uh, I mean, if I got shot by that, I'd be scared. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> I'd be terrified. But at the same time, it's like I mean, I think they. I thought it was a joke at first. Yeah, you it, would think it, it's it, a joke, but yeah, it, it seemed like a troll video, didn't it? Yeah. Like, did they really make something like this? And they did. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, like, like I said, it's a fantastically made product, and it's a very unique take on the Moscart shell. Mm-hmm. Wasn't necessarily marketed the correct way. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. But yeah, um, that pretty much covers grenades. Just using what you want. Like <laughs> I said, the the uh, the BFGs, uh, you're probably looking about. 85, 95 pounds in the UK mm. um, the gas grenades I can't remember prices off the top of my head um, but yeah 
you use what you want. The, the cardboard stuff you can get for next to nothing. I think it's about two pound a bang, three pound a bang for some brands. Mm-hmm. So depending what you use as well. Obviously, the thermobarics get a little bit more expensive. Um, but yeah, look 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 at the options. Try them out as well if if you get the opportunity to. I'm more than happy to pass a grenade to someone. Uh, if I need to in a, in a site, if if they're slightly closer rather than me backing out and exposing myself as well, I'll pass it to someone. If they don't have it, they go, "Oh, that's awesome," and then they've gone and brought one. Um, so we've covered face pro clothing, guns, accessories, and pyro. I think that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. So, um, we'll just go back to sort of when got into airsoft obviously you watch the videos etc etc um how did you find the community when you were starting out did they embrace you as a new player um so huh i mean i'm a very personable person i like to just talk to people so (laughs) i kind of one minute it was just like okay i'm gonna I'm going to play airsoft. And the next minute, it's just like, oh, hey, Kev, what's going on? Uh, you doing, are you playing with us today? What are you doing? Like, are you, you want to see any new guns? Things like that. And it's just like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, I mean, it just kind of happened. Um, I like talking to people. I like interacting, seeing what people are doing, things like that. So, I mean, it's not hard for me to, to you know, be involved with people in general. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like, I, I believe people just was just like, oh, Kevin, hey. And it just kind of went from there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, one thing I've noticed over here is that sometimes people take it upon themselves to ridicule new players. And that's oh, something they, we as a community need to stamp out. Yeah. I mean, they do that They do that often. And my thing is, I don't, I don't, I don't like negative energy. I'm all about being positive and, yeah. you know, embracing people. And I tell people straight up, like, hey, <clears throat> if you don't like the way someone's playing, help them improve. Don't yeah, exactly. criticize them without giving feedback. Yeah. And positive I, feedback. Yeah. Give, give positive, me, give me the constructive uh, feedback. Yeah. Give me, give me feedback so I can do better. I mean, a couple times in my videos, people are just like, hey, you should be holding it this way instead of this way. Or, hey, when you come to this site, I'll show you how to properly, you know, clean this or do this. And I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks. I appreciate it. And and I feel like people fail to do that. And and that deters people from the community. The other the other thing I hate and I think it really deters people from like new players from joining the community is those people. I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing, but at the same time, it's like, ah, it makes Airsoft look like it's bad. Uh, those yeah, people that post like, impression of yeah, the those, sport. those people that post like, hey, cheater videos or, um, you know, uh, people spazzing out or yelling. I mean, if it's there to, if you're posting the video to teach a lesson as far as like, hey, guys, don't do this because it's hurting the community. We should be improving it. We should be doing it instead of you just posting it and just laughing about it like i think that's bad because all i see in those comments if you ever look in those comments some of those people are just like oh i was gonna get into airsoft but after watching this i don't want to you get a lot of those people yeah yeah exactly um yeah i mean it needs it need we need to work as a community with each other and embrace these new players into the sport because they are the future of yeah airsoft. i agree and the more we do grow this and develop it, the more it gets recognised, particularly in the UK, as a sport. And then the more people will get involved with it. Um, yeah. it's, 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 it all benefits us at the end of the day. Um, and obviously, if people stop coming into it and playing it, gun manufacturers won't necessarily keep developing new stuff at the rate they are at the moment. Because they'll go, yeah. oh, well, we, we, we've got a stagnant market here and people are just leaving. We're not getting new blood coming in. So, yeah, definitely look after each other. Uh, the last thing I want to go on to, Kev, is before we finish up, because obviously we've spoken, we've helped these guys out, just want to get people to know you a bit better as well, your your videos, your uh-huh. YouTube. Now, yes, you, you're still new to it, but you're still you're producing some good stuff already, buddy. You know, um, like your, your series that you've got going on at the moment from the Milsim... 
in Dunder Mifflin, as I'm calling it now. <laughs> Scranton, Scranton, PA, yeah. yes. That, that uh, was, when I saw Scranton, that's literally all I thought of was Dwight Street and yeah. Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I posted, well, I posted a picture, and I was like, I'm at, I'm at Dunder Mifflin. Everybody's sending me messages like, hey, take pictures for me. I want to see how it looks. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, this uh, the current Milsom series I have going on now is just is just a lesson it's i mean there were there were objectives and i'm honestly it were other other teams doing the objectives i wasn't really doing the objectives i was pretty much learning i was there to learn how to this was a national milsim event so it was like oh this is my first national milsim event i've been to a milsim event prior but it wasn't like a national one this is a national milsim event i wanted to see okay what what should i be learning here what 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 i should what should i be improving on and right now i'm just going through lessons i've learned in each step of this milsim experience yeah it's interesting you say that because in the uk some of the milsim companies don't really embrace the guys new to it now how did the guys you were playing with cope with you coming on board just to learn from them basically and learn the techniques etc i mean i'm a i'm a quick learner and i'm i'm a very aggressive player so it's like it was a added addition to what they already do so they i mean at times they had to be like hey kevin hold on slow down we need to we need to talk about tactics real quick instead of you know running straight into something so yeah. a lot of times they had to like reel me in and be like, "Hey, Kev, let's talk about this first. Let's let's look at where we at now, and then discuss our next steps." Um, yeah. And that that's pretty much it. But it was all welcoming. I met a lot of new new people there. A lot of people that actually watch my videos and just like, "Oh, it's finally I get to meet you." Yeah, we we get to shoot up some people together. I'm like, "Yeah, that's dope." So I mean, yeah. it was it was a very great experience. Yeah. So so they did actually sort of embrace you into it and help you learn and yeah. take you on board. Yep. Because one company in particular, who I'm not going to name on here, it's been rumoured that they've had players ask questions about the event, and certain questions have sort of raised alarm bells, so they just refund them their deposit go, you're not ready yet. Oh, wow. But, I mean, I can kind of understand that they've got their customer base, and they want to try and make the events the best for these guys but at the same right, time yeah. maybe they need to run some different events for the newer players yeah i mean i think that deters people from ever wanting to go and play with them even if they do become experienced because yeah. that leaves that leaves a bad taste in your mouth my thing is it's all based off first impressions if your first impression is very negative i don't think i will interact with you ever again just based off that yeah exactly it's as you say, it's first impressions. It's like going for a job interview, basically. Yeah. You're just you're turning up. This is the first impression you've got of these guys. If it's bad, that that stays forever. If it's good, they get the job as such. Yeah. And that, I mean, I mean and, at and the end of the day, they're turning down paying customers as well. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things. Like I'm, I'm very appreciative of people that have embraced me and. Just, they're just like hey Kevin you should be doing this instead of doing this I mean I love that feedback because I tell everybody everywhere I go I fucking suck this is I'm new to airsoft I'm still learning give me five years and I'll be good <laughs> <laughs> it's alright you never stop learning it's yeah like you never stop life. you never and stop I'm not a pro and people think oh yo I need I need random guy Kev on my team no no. I mean I'm okay I'm pretty yeah. good I mean I've, I've um, you say about you're always learning different things I've had two different people teach me CQB techniques and they've both been different and they've both been in the army over here so there are different ways of doing things and it, it like, like we've said about everything it's finding what works for you Yep. at the end of the day I think that's the one sort of uh, I, I might, I might just make that like the uh, the main, the subtitle for this episode when I do the description. I'll just put like make it work for you or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I think that makes sense. It's what it's literally whatever works for you, yeah. and and moving from there. That's it. Yeah, I think that's pretty much summed it up nicely. Really, um, final word from me: uh, if you're just starting out in airsoft, um, don't necessarily go straight into sniping. <laughs> don't don't do that <laughs> a lot of people I've seen who go oh yeah I want to be a sniper they'll go out buy a rifle and then they get um, fed up with it after about 
two games and don't bother coming back to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't go out and start sniping. Play the airsoft. Play airsoft first. Get used to it. Go out and speak to the sniper guys. Try the rifles. Try the techniques, and then go into it. Um, if it is for you, because it doesn't suit every player. And it the last thing we want is players to get put off of airsoft by going out and doing something that they don't like, that doesn't agree with how they want to play as well. So, yeah, um, again, make it work for you. Um, and then on everything other than iPro, you don't need to necessarily buy expensive or buy good kit as such. And like the great kit, there's plenty of good options for cheaper prices iPro don't skimp on the cost of it and I think that's pretty much it well thanks for coming on the show this yeah, week no, Kev no problem it's been a certainly a interesting debate that we've had <laughs> tonight um, about everything There's, uh, I think hopefully we've put some good advice out there for the guys yeah I would hope so uh, and obviously if you guys have any questions you can always DM me on Instagram or Facebook. I'm sure Kev won't mind helping. Neither will any of the other guys that I yeah. know. Just find um, me. Uh, ask me questions. If I don't know, I'll literally tell you I don't know and point you to somebody that does know. Yeah. So. <laughs> so so how can the guys find you, Kev? Um, you can find me at anything ever at Random Guy Kev. Um, my YouTube Random Guy Kev, all one yeah. word. Um. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, random guy Kev. Yeah. As as for me, guys, um, you can find me Facebook, Instagram. Go check out Kev's videos after this episode, um, and just try and encourage people to join the sport that you know. Try and bring a friend along. You know, the more yep. we can develop this, and then the more we can grow and develop as a community and point things in the right direction. Word. Cool. Well. Thanks again for coming on the episode, Kev. And nope. guys, no I'll see you next week. Take care, guys. See you later. Later. Bye.